0: This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network.
1: Welcome to the inaugural episode of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Pat. I'm Andy. And we welcome you to join us as we go in search of the monsters, myths, and mysteries that surround us. Thank you for joining us on Paranormal Dads. Episode (laughs) one, the beginning. The beginning. So, like we said, uh, my name's Eddie. And this is Pat. Hello. And I'm Andy. And we're going to give you a little bit of background on ourselves. That way, you know, you kind of know why. Why the heck are these guys doing this? Is this like our origin story? This is our origin (laughs) story. Pat's parents were gunned down in an alley (laughs) by Bigfoot. That's right. (laughs) No, to give you some quick background on me, like I said, my name is Eddie, and I grew up all over this country, and a good chunk of my childhood was spent in upstate New York, where our house was literally backed by the Adirondack Mountains, and tons of forests, tons of just, you know, your imagination goes wild in that kind of scenario, and I was just on fire with this type of idea that there was something else out there. There was this, there's this thing that no one else has seen and so um, I'm speaking directly about Bigfoot but uh, as I got older and as you know you start getting exposed to different uh, things that are out there just constantly curious about what might be going on behind the scenes whether it's you know extraterrestrials uh, you know paranormal like uh, you know spirits and ghosts or uh, Bigfoot so just always very open-minded and keen to kind of experience that stuff in a way so that's where that's my angle I'm coming from with this podcast how about you Pat? I'm probably kind
2: of in the same boat I grew up uh, where every every year we'd be going to uh, Minnesota spend some time out in the woods or around a lake you know you're always kind of thinking about what could be out in those woods Um, a lot of the uh, just the elements of being a child of the 70s you know Growing up, you're watching The Six Million Dollar Man, and he's always facing these robots or uh, aliens. Of course, you know, his Bigfoot episode is just, you know, one of the classics. Um, So I've just always kind of been drawn to that sort of thing when when it's on television. You know, I was a big fan of The X-Files when it was on. Uh, It's just something that's always kind of appealed to me and, uh, you know, something... um, I've always kind of had on my radar as, as uh, I was growing up.
0: Yeah. And my, my this is Andy, and, and my journey all begins at my grandma's house. Uh, growing up, she was, uh, really fostered my curiosity and the paranormal and, and mysteries and myths. And I just remember sitting in the, uh, what she called the den. It was just a spare bedroom <laughs> of, you know, bookshelf after bookshelf of dusty hardcover books on UFOs and, and you know, cryptids and, uh, paranormal things and, and space travel. And I was just hooked. And I grew up in, uh, in North Omaha in a very old house that was fairly haunted. And so from a young age, you know, I was witnessing and sensing and feeling kind of odd phenomena. And it never really scared me so much as an intrigued me. And, uh, one thing led to another, and uh, the the paranormal and the metaphysical just kind of slowly started to grow from a uh, from an interest to you know uh, to a passion, and then it overtook my life. And uh, one thing led to another, and I st- I started to give uh, psychic readings, and you know to do talks on uh, the paranormal, and it just overtook my life. And so now it's not just a hobby; it's a it's a profession, and uh, you know you know it's kind of like uh when when people ask a parent well which is your favorite kid you know well you can't really pick one you love them all equally and you know i'm sitting here trying to rack my brain which would be my quote unquote favorite paranormal to- topic and i don't think i could narrow it down i like i like ufos i like bigfoot i like um, you know ghosts i like haunted locations and um, so it's all intriguing and i think over the course of these episodes we'll probably cover all the bases
1: right that's the plan, yeah, that yeah. Is the plan. The, a few ground rules, and I don't like the word rules per se, but just so you know as a listener where we're going with this is we're not going to necessarily go, we're not going to go through and try to overly prove something, nor are we going to try to debunk something. Right. We're, we're going to share what we've experienced personally, what we maybe believe, and then also what we have read and then our thoughts on that. And then yeah. we let you, the listener, decide on how you feel about the whole thing. So this is for fun, and I hope you all have fun as well. We're excited to do this and uh, and also uh, as andy pointed out, pointed out you know we're we're buddies we're also uh, fans of the paranormal but we're also dads
0: we're also dads we are dads probably dad's first yeah i'd say so dad's first better uh, be (laughs) you know but if you're looking for a scary journey there's nothing there's nothing trippier than
1: parenthood right if you change a diaper you believe in the paranormal real quick that's right yeah (laughs) but uh so you'll see some of that get infused in and some of the family stuff will come in for fun too and you may even have kids come on the show and talk about some stuff too so just have a fun time with us and we're looking forward to uh to bringing you some fun times Now we'll move into Recent Sightings, and I think we're going to have uh, Andy take this one over and talk about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, sure. Recent Sightings is uh, always going to be uh, the first segment of our show, and so we'll, we'll talk about, uh, you know, stories that have occurred uh, relatively recently recently. Um, and it could be anything. It could be some ghost sightings, uh, UFO sightings, Bigfoot spotted, Loch Ness monster, anything that's going on around the world that's happened recently. It's kind of our way of catching you up to date on current events. Half nude Eddie running <laughs> through <laughs> the neighborhood. You're pretty hairy, man. <laughs> I <you> know. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, just a just a Thursday night for you. Saw year. a bigfoot.
1: Yeah, oh, Teddy. <laughs> Size ten. Size you know it's
0: you know it's funny. Random fact here while we're talking about recent sightings. Did you guys know that Wisconsin has more werewolf sightings than any other state? I've what? heard that before. It's so weird. It's the cheese. It's the cheese. Why <laughs> it's all the badgers? Why would <laughs> like to feed on badgers. What? Wow, that is weird. Wisconsin. Why Wisconsin? You know. I, I I don't, my I have a theory yeah, okay, nothing against people I've I've been to Wisconsin super nice people you know just laid back people but um a maybe they're a little bit furrier because it's a little oh. bit further north yeah. and it's a little bit colder, so maybe all the excess body hair with the men up there keeps them warm <laughs> in the winter. Yes. And B, they drink a lot of beer in Wisconsin to wash down the cheese. There it is. <laughs> so that there you go. Okay, a couple too many beers and you know Uncle Larry goes streaking, and
2: uh, there you get a werewolf sighting. Uncle Harry Larry goes Harry out Larry. howling at the moon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Lit up on
1: Wisconsin beer. I, I like have the family theory.
2: in Wisconsin. I need to, need to warn them.
1: Yeah, guys, warned guys. There's a yeah. disproportionate amount of werewolves out there. That's right. That is so interesting.
0: But as far as uh, recent sightings that we're going to focus on today, and this is semi-recent, and I uh, we are going to omit the individual's name to uh, protect confidentiality, but this is a 100% true story. And uh, the, the setting for this actually takes place in, uh, what would you call that, northwest Omaha, I guess?
1: Yeah, uh, I'd say right uh, yeah. Around
0: the ballpark at Miller North High School. Pretty much. Yeah. And this is a, kind of a mutual friend of our group, uh, real straight shooter kind of guy, very down-to-earth, uh, and he actually relayed a story that had happened approximately two years ago. Uh, they, He and his wife uh, at the time had a cat, and uh, they were just lounging around on a, on a weekend evening, and their cat was uh, unusually agitated, you know, hissing, spitting, uh, growling at the, at the back patio door with, you know, hair standing on end. Uh, so they go to the door, they flip on, you know, the, the back light that illuminated the backyard and standing there was a, what they reported to be a six foot tall creature approximately with glowing red eyes And so the body sort of resembled a a human for the most part, but the eyes were disproportionately large, almost like an owl, and they were glowing, and uh, almost as if the creature knew that it was being watched, it raised one of its arms, uh, outstretched from its body, and dangling from its arm was a wing with either fur or feathers, It, it was textured so you could see it was a wing, and then the, the gosh darn thing just takes off and flies into the air. And and this this sounds impossible, but yet they, you know, wholeheartedly believed that what they saw was was real. It it was not an owl. It was not a um, you know, a case of mistaken identity. Granted, you know, this creature was only what? Uh, you know, thirty, forty feet from their from their door. So they got a pretty good view at it and it, it flew off into the sky like it was a bird. Now, uh, you know, was it, it uh, makes you think of the Mothman, right? It's a
2: uh, very Mothman. From West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Point Pleasant. Uh, apparently he tore down a bridge, or people claim that the Mothman was responsible for a bridge collapse back in the late 60s, I think it
1: was. Some say mm-hmm. he was warning of it, maybe even, like like a... Yeah, like, like a, foreshadowing yeah. The, the, yeah. the disaster. So, but sounds like uh, similar to a Mothman sighting. Well,
0: similar to a Mothman sighting, and uh, you know, I guess this kind of um, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. You know, a little uh, pop culture fun fact here. But if you're, if anyone listening is interested in in uncovering more information about the Mothman, there's actually a movie that came out in the mid '90s or early 2000s, perhaps. Yeah, early 2000s. I think. It was called The Mothman Prophecies. Uh, Richard Gere was in it. Really, really eerie movie based on true events but the freakiest thing was i mean here in omaha this isn't ground zero for mothman that i mean you know we kind of catch wind of these stories and uh that's the first time i've ever heard of a mothman type creature being sighted in in the omaha vicinity
1: first time i've ever heard it honestly you know and like you said the person who shared the story has you know nothing to gain and none of that doesn't so. even doesn't even want his name
0: mentioned You're right you know so it's clearly not for publicity mm-hmm. um, you know what do you do? what do you do when and this this is I guess a rhetorical question for everybody what do you do when you see something that can't possibly be real and yet you see it with your own eyes?
2: You hide in the closet.
0: <laughs> you in the closet. <laughs> After I you poop do. your pants, or before? <laughs> while, during. while You're during. You, you poop and run. Yeah,
1: I. You know, it's. I think we've all, and maybe it's a big statement. I think a lot of us have had something, whether we've seen something, heard something, and. Yes, it's the classic line from, you know, The Christmas Carol where it's like, you know, you could be a spot of beef or a bit of undigested something or other. But the point is, yeah, the senses can fool you. But on the same token, we use them, you know, all day long to get around our daily lives. So for the most part, they're fairly trustworthy, you know, know, until you start having some sort of, you know, breakdown of some sort. But, you know, barring all of that, it's when you experience a thing that you have no real sense of being able to nail down. A lot of people just don't say anything, you know hence this podcast hence this podcast
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I mean when it comes to six foot tall things that can fly I mean you have ostriches but they can't fly no you have uh you know blue herons and cranes you know they're four feet maybe five feet tall yeah um, but they have a you know big long skinny neck this thing had shoulders it had a head you know like a human it had legs and a torso like a human so I don't think it's a case of you know, mistaken identity, and and furthermore, they they were very adamant that it was not a, you know, it was not an owl. This wasn't a barn owl or a screech owl, because the creature was standing on solid ground. It wasn't like it was perched on a fence post or anything. Right. You know, and owl. You know, certain animals' eyes do glow. We've all seen like a deer on the side of the road. You know, and you know whether they glow green or red. You know, but it's usually because something's being bright, is being reflected on them. They, they said that this glow is almost like an internal glow, you know, like they were illuminated from within.
2: And you hear that a lot about Bigfoot as well, that yeah, a lot of people who see, claim to see Bigfoot uh, say they had glowing eyes. And we'll talk about another creature coming up here uh, who also, they said, had glowing red eyes. That's yeah. a good segue right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, recent
0: sightings. My goodness. Recent sightings. And, you know, that could be a never-ending subject, too, because, uh, you know, how far around the world do you want to go? Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's it, and a couple years ago, uh, semi-recent. But, uh, anyway, relevant to a lot of our listeners, and that happened in Omaha. Oh, boy. It's time for Pop, Culture, and
2: the
1: Paranormal. Paranormal.
2: All right, this is the segment that we're going to be talking about the relationship between the paranormal and pop culture. Yes. uh, that, That goes back, you know, like I mentioned earlier, You know, in the 70s, it was just full of it uh, as as far as, like, Bigfoot and and UFOs and things like that. It goes all the way back, you know, even into the 50s. There were so many space shows. War of the Worlds. I mean, when that happened, people thought it was real. So I thought it'd be fun to have a segment where we just kind of talk about uh, some of those uh, things that we come across in both, you know, current topics uh, and even talking about, uh, like, some of the things all the way back to the 50s where pop culture and the paranormal were kind of infused into one i thought it'd be kind of fun this week we're going to be looking at uh, a new tv show called the low files Um, this segment will contain spoilers so if you're planning on watching the low files um, unsoiled please fast forward about 15 minutes so we don't ruin it for you so you have been warned
1: don't blame us Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) now we all know rob Lowe from such movies as the outsiders St. almost fire wayne's world yes and his work on the west wing and parks and rec well now he's moving into the reality tv realm in his new show the low files on a and e Um, As a boy, Rob loved spooky legends and scary mysteries, sounds a lot like kind of our backgrounds as well. Exactly. Um, And as a father, he shared that curiosity with his own young sons. Uh, They talk about these stories around the campfire, and they'd even go off on their own little Bigfoot hunts in the Northwoods in uh, Northern California. and they go around looking for Bigfoot and uh, finding Bigfoot tracks and things like that. Well, now his sons are older, they're both in their 20s, uh, both college students, and uh, in this show he is going out with his boys uh, exploring a different topic each week. Um, uh, the first first thing that really struck me about this show is the theme music they're using blue oyster Colts, don't fear the reaper how cool is that it is cool
0: it makes me think of more is that the cowbells you know where there's exactly. cowbells from from the SNL sketch i got a prescription get... right
2: <laughs> so 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 rob is kind of a uh he's kind of an open-minded guy he's he's not leaning uh, one way or another on on these things he's just trying to you know figure it out one of his sons, uh, John Owen, uh, he tends to be the very cynical one of the bunch. But by the end of the first episode, you could tell he can kind of be swayed uh, by some of the things that happen to him. Uh, the, the other boy uh, in the show is named Matthew. And he's, he's I think he's more like Rob, just kind of is just taking it all in and uh, um, just, just to see kind of what happens. Uh, but their first episode, they go to a place called... Preston Castle, a uh, uh, Preston Castle, which is a boys' reformatory uh, in Northern California, I believe.
1: That's already scary sounding, by the way. It, yeah. you know, it was a place <laughs> built in like
2: 1894. Uh, there were multiple murders that took place on the grounds there. Uh, influenza claimed the lives of like half the staff and a third of the boys. Uh, uh, in the early days of the place uh, it's uh, regarded as one of the most haunted places in California so uh, <laughs> oh yeah so.
0: I'm thinking uh health and human services codes were a little bit different back they then. were probably pretty <laughs> lax yeah a little loosey-goosey pretty, yeah, loosey-goosey and uh yeah so in terms of punishment and you know what they did to boys who were out of line you know, I don't. I don't care who you are. You're gonna feel some funky energy if you walk into that I mean, building. This is
1: a legit 1800s. This is pre-child welfare laws and they, kids cleaning chimneys back then. They
0: yeah, didn't this care. Is back when you're like three years old, hand a kid a pitchfork. Hey, get to work, <laughs> get kid. Get to
2: work, you get, lazy get dig in. kid. So, so, so the show opens up. Uh, they're they're traveling in their car. They're talking about what they're going to do. And it was very reminiscent for me of a trip the three of us took. Oh yeah. That we'll we'll go into. In much more detail, I'm sure, as as the podcast goes on. But, um, but you know, it's just kind of a father and his two sons having a good time. The guys out on the road, you know, um, it kind of revolves a lot around food. They're always talking about, "Let's stop, (laughs) let's stop for food." (laughs) At one point, they stop for donuts, like at two in the afternoon. And and it's it's kind of funny because the women come out of the woodwork you know it's rob low yeah. he's wearing this tight kind of under armor type shirt and and they just get mobbed by these mothers and their daughters and yes. everybody wants selfies and autographs and uh it, it just looks like they're having a lot of fun with it but they 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 get back in their car and they drive to the place where this this place is and as they they're they Come into the town. You can see this place sitting up atop a hill.
0: Why is it always on a hill? It, why does it? Yeah, it's it's very ominous like that. And it's
2: always on a it, hill. It, you know the sun's setting in the background, and it just reminded me of the Tower of Terror. That's exactly <laughs> what <laughs> this place look like. So and and the guys of course get really excited about you know oh we're gonna be hanging out in this place
1: man so I
2: don't know so th- so they they go to their hotel and they're it looks like it's it's must be a pretty small town because the hotel didn't look like it's you know going to be a five-star place right (laughs) and you know they they uh, meet up with a friend of theirs uh who is actually a shaman and i'm thinking well they're bringing in a shaman what's this guy going to look like you know and he's you know i'm thinking he's got some kind of fancy weird headdress going on exactly and, and and this dude walks in. And it's just this normal-looking guy. Yeah, he's like a jeans in jeans and a t-shirt. He, he, an yeah, polo. He's, yeah, he's wearing like a you know one of those uh, cowboy kind of uh, you know coats that John Denver used to wear all the time. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> he's just like, the, hey,
0: I got my shaman degree
1: online. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Don't squeeze the shaman. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> when, when he gets hugged. Put <laughs> him
2: They sit down in the hotel and they're talking about you know. What, what they're going to do. And they, of course, break out all the equipment. And Rob Lowe has all the cool ghost hunting equipment, right? Because he, he's Rob Lowe. He is. He's got the money. He's got um, he's got plenty of toys. There's an EMF, one of those electric ma- magnetic field meters. Mm-hmm. And they're playing around with that. Uh, they've got something called an obvulus, which is like a translator tool that they apparently, as the spirits speak, it changes the frequencies to allow them understand it in english so they can hear them if they say something what? Yeah. they can they can hear the i've never heard of them yeah before. it's it's,
0: a, it's kind of a new gadget man it's like the the equivalent of like the iphone 7 of ghost hunting equipment. oh nice yeah it's i mean because decades ago you know you know evps are probably being picked up on those big old clunky tape recorders it's just funny how the, how technology you know not only affects our everyday life but even
2: ghost hunting and, and looking for cryptids
0: yeah.
2: So, and of course, they've got cameras up to wazoo, you know, infrared cameras, and... Uh, That's called a colonoscopy. <laughs> I was going to say, when a camera's <laughs> up your wazoo, yeah. You may not find ghosts. <laughs> so, hopefully. But uh, R- Rob Lowe's running thing. around the outside of the hotel the first night, him and the boys, and he's he's holding his... You can tell the footage they showed was him shooting with his cell phone, and he's holding it in portrait mode, and... If you ever shoot video on your camera, always hold it sideways, hold so, it sideways. So, so you can fill the screen. Yeah. Because otherwise, now now and has to go in and put these two kind of like bars bars on either side of the screen is that what they had to do yeah and so it looked
0: it looked terrible but what else are you going to do because that's the the evidence was gathered right that's
2: what he gave them but they're running around they're peeking in windows (laughs) and you know (laughs) thinking what are we going to find they they, apparently there was a a well that some kid died in (sighs) underneath the hotel so they're out there looking for the well and and <laughs> one falls in. No. Ultimately, it leads to oh, <laughs> let's peek in this window. What's in there? Oh, you know, maybe there's a ghost in there, right? So they kind of lift one of them up, and he looks in, and it's oh, it's a kitchen, you know. Oh, but but it it's just kind of reminded me of the three of us out running around, you know, uh-huh. kind of the down moments of of our trip, and you know, just out there having fun. and right. you could tell that's what it was about was the guys out there having fun. So, so, the next day they go and they set up in the in, in the uh, the haunted uh, boys reformatory, you know, and uh, they split up. Rob and one son go to the basement. The shaman and the other boy go up to the to the top of the top of the place, and um, from there um, they they break out all the the gadgets. You know, they're setting up the equipment and. Uh, you start seeing like really weird things going on with, with the lighting, uh, the, the EMF. Um, it, th- there was one portion where one of the gadgets just stayed red, and they, they started talking to it, and it's like, Can you make it another color? And almost on cue, this, this gadget changed to a different color, you know? It was just really kind of weird, some of the stuff that uh, they were able to do. Um, Didn't they have a ball? Like, they had a ball set that, up? That almost? was the other group. They had a okay. ball sitting on the floor, and all of a sudden it starts rolling across the floor. And the thing was flat. It wasn't even fully inflated. So you wouldn't think that vibrations could it's not a moving. Yeah, right? not a deflated ball. But uh, um, it was just kind of a, kind of cool how, how the night played out, and I won't go into too much detail about it. But um, one of the cool things that... Um, Rob did was sat down and he talked with the shaman about, uh, you know, are he asked him are are some places more haunted than others or, or is it easier to see the other side, uh, in some places you know why is it that yeah. in some places that you have more ghost sightings and other places you don't, and you know he kind of talked about uh, it was uh, Waka, places. Uh, it, it goes back. It's a Quechuan Ke- word from the Quechuan languages of South Africa, South America, and apparently, it's it's almost like there's this veil between the two worlds, and in some places it's thinner than others. So in places like um, Sedona, Arizona, and places where you hear about um, mm-hmm. some of these more uh, strange happenings. Um, they, they believe that this veil is thinner than others. Right. So there's that
0: not as, not quite as big of a buffer between our world and the spirit world, right? Right. right. So
2: it, it's just like
0: pockets, it seems like. Almost like, you know, if you get into a certain range, you know, um, for example, between Omaha and Fort Calhoun, if you're driving, there's always this one little spot where you will lose cell phone service every single time. Like, it's almost just like... The, the the signal gets a little wonky at that point. So yeah, yeah, maybe like whether it's a reformatory or certain places it's just like a local hot spot where the curtain gets kind of thin that separates the dimensions and then uh, you know, you can kinda of, then you see apparitions or you have some paranormal activity.
1: Is that what he was kinda of claiming what this reformatory school was
2: built near a, a Waka? Well, you know, he uh I think that's he was kind of Rob was asking him I some see. questions in, in general.
1: And I see.
2: But, you know, he may have alluded to that. that yeah. This, this place could be. Actually, I think they did uh, find that this place was built on like an ancient burial ground. Why is and, that? Uh, why does it always have to and be and an Indian exactly burial ground? the question ground. they asked. Oh, you know? man. <laughs> so, uh, but but the show itself, you know, it's shot like a lot of the other ghost shows you see. You know, everything's in uh, infrared, so, you know, everything is green. Yep. Yeah. You know? um, but. Uh, but it was a fun show, I think, and um, it just did remind me a lot of some of the experiences that we had together just as a group of guys going out having fun and kind of exploring some of this stuff. Um, but uh, I recommend the show. you know I, I thought it was a lot of fun. and uh, what what channel is it on again? It, it's it's on A and E. They also uh, show it on History Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, uh, on Cox, you can call it up on demand. So uh, if you uh, have some free time, you're looking for something fun to watch, uh, check out Rob Lowe and uh, The Lowe Files. You know you know what's
0: funny is when I first caught wind of this, I think it was actually one of you sent me a text, but my first thought was, huh? Like yeah. Rob Lowe, I don't really associate that with the paranormal. Right. You know, like if you had said David Duchovny, you know, and I said, right. oh, yeah, X-Files, okay, well, that makes sense. But... I guess uh, you know, for all we know, David Duchovny maybe is not into the totally paranormal, yeah, and exactly. it was just his role in the X Files. And right. but, yeah, I guess you, you never really know, uh, you know, what somebody's interests are outside of their acting roles. Uh, you know, like a lot of people, I bet, don't know that Jim Carrey is actually a really uh, deep kind of spiritual guy, despite the fact that he plays a lot of goofball roles. So, right, yeah, yeah, and and it kind of makes that clear on the on the low files that from a young age he was just he's always been intrigued by this by this kind of
2: stuff and And one of the things that I liked about it it was compared to some of the other ghost shows it was it was light you know it was yeah. it, there were moments of where where the guys were just being silly and you know, just kind of lighten the mood. And some of these shows, they, they go into, you know, oh, the devil's going to scratch your back. And then, <laughs> right. look, I've got scratches on my body. And yeah. they're just so intense. And, you know, so it was just kind of a, a fun show to watch. Rob Lowe himself kind of classified this show as Anthony Bourdain and Scooby-Doo. Put them in a blender and you get the lo-files. <laughs> I love so it. it, it, it so was, it was a fun show. So uh, that was, um, that's this week's uh, Paranormal Pop Culture We'll do it again next week. Absolutely. And
1: now it's time for the main mystery. (laughs) Welcome to the main mystery, everyone. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. We've had our appetizers, and now this is like the main course, right? This is the main course. Sit down, tuck in. Oh, but I'm already full. You're not too full for the main (laughs) mystery. That always
0: (laughs) happens at dinner, right? They bring out the chips and salsa, and then by the time your enchiladas arrive, you can't possibly eat another bite. You
1: know, like, that's the classic Jim Gaffigan bit. Like, the appetizers (laughs) are the food you get before your food. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So today's main mystery,
2: we're going to be talking about the lizard man. And the thing that comes to mind when I hear Lizard Man, I'm thinking Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's what yeah. I picture. Yeah, that's Merman I from He Man. <laughs> I mean, that's probably my favorite universal monster is Creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: Yeah. When I think of Lizard Man, I just think of myself in about January. You know, air's so dry. I Get yeah. out of the. Sh- you know, we don't have a soft water filter, so I get out of the shower and I'm You're a like, little scaly. I'm just itchy. You know, You're I'm crusty. like, I'm like a bear. I'm looking for a tree to scratch my back on, and it's like no amount of Johnson and Johnson can fix that. Nothing.
1: Man. When I think yeah. of lizard man, I think of like the lounge lizard, like a guy in a big three piece suit who's like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to the show." <laughs> <laughs>
0: here, here we go inviting people into our brains. I know, oh, right? No, this isn't gonna end well.
1: But this is none of those things. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not a scaly Andy. It's not a scaly it's Not a cheesy,
2: me. cheesy lounge singer. Nor is it the creature from the Black Lagoon. But the thing that that caught our attention was was uh, recently some agencies down in South Carolina have been tweeting about the eclipse, the upcoming eclipse on August 21st, and they've been talking about the eclipse has a tendency, or may or may not have a, a tendency to to. Uh, increased activity of the lizard man which has been a uh, kind of a well-known legend creature uh, known to people in uh, South Carolina and um, so that's kind of what brought our attention uh, that these state agencies have, have brought it upon themselves to actually send out warnings about you know you may see more bigfoot activity or you may see more lizard man activity coming up during the eclipse and you <laughs> know it, it's just kind of a, a silly thing yeah. i think they're doing yeah but he's like tongue-in-cheek you but. know but I, I think today we're going to talk a little bit about the lizard man and, and the history of the lizard man in that area and uh and um you know just kind of dissect it and s- see if we can figure out uh when- what some of this might be.
1: When I read and listened to to some of the eyewitness accounts of the lizard man and what was happening like to people and their, you know, their property, it seemed almost very reminiscent of Bigfoot sightings Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And,
2: and a lot of the experts, you know, um, have come out and said that they, they, they think this rather than it being an actual, like, lizard that has morphed into a, a human somehow. They think it might have been, like, a Bigfoot that was out in the swamp. He, he comes up. He's wet. You know, maybe he's got some kind of a skin problem. You know, I've heard that. <laughs> he's got his Bigfoot with eczema <laughs> exactly. and a little bit of algae on him. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, maybe a little less fur, but, but uh, a lot of what they are – you know, a lot of his behavior uh, can be traced back to what people describe Bigfoot as being. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's funny, and you know, I've watched these documentaries, pretty much every documentary that's ever been made on Sasquatch or UFOs. Like, I'll watch it, like even if they're poor quality, I'll watch it just because in the hopes of learning something new. But. It's funny, you know, I've watched some documentaries that did not have Bigfoot in the title. They weren't using the term Bigfoot. And by the end of the show, you're like, oh, they're just talking about a Bigfoot. They're just calling it something else. Yeah. Like in in, in parts of Missouri, they call it Momo, mm-hmm. you know, short for the Missouri monster. Or, you know, they, they call them skunk apes in the South. And they call them, you know, obviously Sasquatch in a lot of the Northwest and other places. But um, But I think it's kind of funny in a way that in South Carolina, they're saying that this upcoming eclipse might, may or may not contribute to more sightings of the lizard man. It's kind of like when you watch those commercials of a new uh, medication that's out. Yeah. And they list every possible side effect, you know, which <laughs> takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, like yeah, the same wanna thing. Yeah, I want to take that. Yeah, I want to take that. Yeah, I'd rather just have the condition. But no, it's like the eclipse. Yeah, may or may not cause you to see Sasquatch, Lizardman, you know... Aliens, uh, orbs. Aliens, orbs, ghosts, uh, ghosts, phantoms, uh, you name it, just to cover (laughs) all their bases.
1: Well, I, you know, the thing about... the Sasquatch by another name kind of thing where I love the idea of them interviewing and I have family in the South, so I can kind of poke fun a little bit, but, but I love the idea of interviewing a local who's seen it. And they've been like, this sounds a lot like a Bigfoot. No, that's dumb. That's stupid. (laughs) Uh, skunk ape. No man, ain't no skunk ape. That's the lizard man. You know, It's, it's like they throw away everything, but the local, but the local legend. Right. Um, but there are some defining differences, right? I mean, people have said...
2: Well, you know, they say the lizard man is generally described as being 7 feet tall, you know, where his big foot can get up to, to 10, ten right, feet. Yeah. But he's bipedal, bulky, but they've also had reports of him being not so bulky. Um, covered in dark green scaly lizard-like skin. Um, it's said to have had three toes on each foot and three fingers on each hand. Um they say he's incredibly strong he likes to tear apart cars that's one of the problems that they seem to have in this area where people will come out of their houses and find their cars just trashed you know like metal ripped off the cars mm-hmm. with, with like teeth marks in the cars um it's more of a bicycle kind of guy you know witnesses <laughs> <people laughs> have reported seeing a tail on this thing others say they haven't um so uh But the legend of the Lizard Man began to really spread in like 1988 when Lee County Sheriff's Office was called to the scene of a strange instance of of vehicle damage. Where this couple came out uh, in July of 1988 and um, they said, you know, something, some animal attacked our car. And the car has got, you know, like the chrome had been ripped off the bumper in several places and they found like teeth marks in this car. And, and, you know, the deputy's kind of taking a look at it and they're like, you know, hey, Sheriff, you better come down here and take a look at this. You know, what could this thing be? And so, you know, they, they were kind of relieved that the, the, the police didn't just dismiss this thing as, as just, you know, typical vandalism, you know, right away. You know, they, they saw that, you know, that, you know it had some aspects of being like chewed on, or yeah. or an animal had had attacked this thing. Or, it's like a ride. I
0: mean, it wasn't just like one or two bites. Like a dog tasted it and then, you know, scampered off. It was like the whole thing was annihilated. You well, know, like whatever it was, it wasn't hurting the animal's mouth or gums.
1: This is an this is a metal <laughs> bumper though. Too this is hardly like this is something an alligator would be able to chew on and not.
2: Yeah, and get and, hurt. That's and crazy. even like the sides of the car, and you know. You know, you're not going to probably see an alligator reaching the top of the no, car no. And, and scratching right. it on the top of the car. So, you know, it had scratches, marks all over. The antenna was bent. Uh, even some of the wires from the motor had been ripped out. And, you know, some of these monster shows have gone back and and examined, you know, the evidence, the pictures that the police took, you know, of and tried to recreate some of this stuff. And they they said, you know, for an animal to be able to do that, uh, it would have to have just, it was like 300 pounds of, of torque to be able to to cause some of the damage that these guys yeah. had.
0: I mean, you're yeah. talking about like the pound per square inch bite force of, you know, like a pit bull or an alligator or something like this. And, uh, yeah, it was...
2: You know, so a lot of, a lot of people are just dismissing, you know, an animal altogether, you know, animals as we know it, like a bear couldn't come in and, and cause some of the damage that they, they were having. But
1: they did conclude that it was some sort of animal.
2: Yeah. And, and, was and, it? and the police were, were, uh, I mean, they, they took it seriously. They're like, you know, we're, we're not just going to dismiss this. We're going to reach out to the public. And, and if anybody out in the public has, has seen, you know, well, I, I guess back up a little bit. Some of the people who came and you know witnessed you know the police there and and, and uh, saw the commotion, they're like, well, maybe it was the lizard man. And the police are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so apparently strange things have gone on uh, previous years, previous in that area, and you know the locals kind of chalk it up to the lizard man, but but what they call the lizard man. So, you know, rather than dismiss it, the police said, well, you know, if if anybody knows anything, come in. I want to talk to you. No one's in trouble. But, you know, we're just trying to get to the (laughs) bottom of this. Because they're thinking, you know, if there is something out there that can cause this damage... We, we want to get to the bottom of this mystery you know Is there any blood or hit. anything left behind from this thing ever? In, in one instance they did find some blood on the car and uh, like saliva and things um, but they and they, they've done like DNA te- testing. Uh, I believe some of the DNA testing came back and it close re- closely resembled that of like an orangutan you know or some kind of a primate. Which which is really uh, kind of weird. Comes ain't back. no
0: primates in South Carolina. Yeah. comes and back to the and
2: that that comes back to kind of the Bigfoot thing, right? You know? Right. But um, maybe
0: some of the werewolves m- migrated southeast from Wisconsin, right? And got a taste for you know Chevys.
1: They wanted know. some fried pork rinds That's in right. South Carolina. And there have been other
2: instances <laughs> where it came back as a canine, and and they're like you know no dog did this, and but but they. You know some the the people who it came back as a canine they're like well we took the damage over took the car over to our friend's house they've got a farm a few miles over and to show them show it to them and they said their dogs were all over it so you know it could be a, a case of contamination that's or, what
1: I'm thinking man it's so right. hard to get like every time there's DNA evidence it's always, always un- contaminated inclusive. yeah <laughs> it's
0: always and it, I mean the technology is improving yeah. so you know with each passing decade they'll probably be able to pull more accurate DNA from smaller and smaller samples but yeah you're right it usually is inconclusive but you know lizard man it's one of those strange like subcategories in the crypto world you know it doesn't pull as many headlines as Loch Ness or Bigfoot but I kind of like the lesser known ones mm-hmm. because it may when there's multiple sightings it makes you wonder what the heck is going on you know uh, like many of these people they, it's not like they want credit you know they're their reputation's actually damaged by coming out and claiming that they've seen some reptilian walking around. Right. But uh, just to get to the bottom of it, though, you know what I mean?
1: Well, you're describing the bumper, and antenna, the 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 roof of the car, the hood. I mean, there's not, You know, there's not a dog that's going to be climbing all over the car like that. That doesn't make any sense.
2: And and it was it was after that that first initial uh, you know the the police report that was filed, and then the the police reached out to the public to come in if you know anything that a father brought his 17 year old son in and that's probably the most uh, the thing that really gave wheels to the, the legend of the the, the lizard man um, it was the story of 17 uh, year old Christopher Davis and uh, his father brought him into the police and said my son has a story that he has to tell you oh boy and so Christopher um, was a good kid Worked at McDonald's, you know. Coming home late one night uh, from work, uh, and he was uh, driving by the swamp, and his car, uh, his tire blows. Okay, so he's got to get out, and he's fixing the tire. Well, he changes the tire, he's putting the jack back in the the back of the car, and in the moonlight, he can see something approaching him, and he didn't exactly know what it was, if it was an animal, but it was coming at him at a pretty good rate of speed and, and it spooked him so he, he jumps in his car and then what he described as a lizard man slams up against the side of the car trying to open the car door it um, was pounding on the car richard, or richard christopher takes off in the car and this thing is on the top of the car just like hanging on so he's swerving side to side oh my god <laughs> Trying to get this thing off. And, and so, um, of course, the police, you know, they, they question this kid up and down and, you know, they, they believe him. They think he, he was a credible witness. Something happened to him. His car was jacked His up. His car
0: was jacked up. Um, when I first read this story and I read the part about it, you know he hopped in the car and drove away i, I had to reread it because i and i initially thought they were talking about the lizard man yeah. <laughs> like he stole the guy's car i'm like i almost tossed the paper i was like grand theft auto for lizards you shows know? you yes backtracked you i said okay christopher drove off okay i got gotcha. you
2: but but he's been questioned numerous times by many different people um and and you know you got to kind of give credit to the sheriff that You know, he didn't just dismiss it. You know, if if he's got something in his county, and that's what the sheriff has come out and said. If he's he's got something in his county that people are reporting are attacking people, Mm -hmm. he's got to get to the bottom of this. Because if if something happens, you know, it was on his watch, and he's going to have to leave the state. You know, he's not going to be... you know, people aren't going to trust him anymore. So he's, he's got to investigate this thing.
0: Well, and you'd have to because even if it's uh, just a total hoax and if it's a guy in a lizard costume, well, he's still harassing people so you still got to track down and get evidence and try to bring it to a stop, right?
1: That's some next-level pranking, though. Oh, you're on yeah. the hood I of mean... someone's cars or driving <laughs> off with you on it. Yeah, you're like, oh, well,
2: it's gone too far. It's gone too <laughs> far. Almost like the guy who walks
0: around in a Sasquatch outfit and gets shot in the butt, you know right. what I mean? It, yeah, right. it goes too far. Yeah.
2: But within weeks, the story really gained traction and uh, just NBC Nightly News, ABC, Dan, rather, everybody was covering this thing. Good Morning America what? did a uh, uh, a live broadcast from Skateboard Swamp, which is where, where the sighting took place. Uh, Time Magazine, newspapers, everybody, uh, I mean, they were giving news reports as far away as Korea were covering this story. So, you know, it, and unfortunately, it sounds like Christopher kind of... Uh, took the brunt of it you know this you oh, know, people no. kind of shunned him and it sounds like he's had kind of a hard life ever since this this whole thing happened he came out about it but um they but he's always stuck to the story that this is what happened you know this happened to me and what a deal you know it's
0: unfortunate because everything is uh, a myth until it's not you know what i mean like right. once upon a time people thought that mountain gorillas were nothing but a myth and you know once upon a time you know all the creatures on earth were unknowns or relative unknowns and then you know once they're discovered and there's there's new sightings and new discoveries all the time even as recently as um oh gosh i think it was right around 2010 maybe there was uh a new species of monkey discovered called the snub-nosed monkey. It was like the size of a house cat or a raccoon. Yeah. They're just now classifying this thing as a legit species. Yeah. And I'm sure the yeah. people who initially reported seeing those things were, you know, also labeled as liars and, and, and nutcases.
1: and yeah, it it's, dismissed as, some, yeah. you know, uh,
2: well, it's a it was kind. probably a different kind. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. We, um... Oh, I have a little of thought.
1: No, I had it right there, and now it's gone. Lizard man's oh, getting in your head. He's in my head. Um, no, I remember now. The, uh, I read an article once where lions, you know, this is way back when, but lions, which are only native to one part of the world, right. uh, I believe it's it's only in Africa. Yeah. And um, people in Europe had never seen a lion up until a certain time period. And so when the scarce few people that had had actually seen a lion came back and just kind of visually described it, they drew, look at the early pictures of lions. They look like they have people faces. You know what I mean? You ever seen those drawings of lions and they have those, and that was the best rendition they could come up with. And had you never seen that, you'd have been like, that's not real, man. That's something you made up. Look at that. (laughs) Monster. It's not even real. And then, you know, lions are real. Surprise. Hashtag lions are real. (laughs) So I. I agree. There's there's animals out there all the time that people are just kind of you know very, you know you know hubrisly you know nothing real. It yeah. Exist.
2: Now, apparently a lot of uh, a lot of the sightings kind of trailed off. Uh, there there were a few sightings in the months right after you know, um, Christopher made his report uh, in 1988, and then uh, for a few years after that you know there were some sightings and they kind of trailed off, and there there have been some more recent sightings like in the 2000s I think 2011 there were a couple and and these again are are instances where vehicles are being damaged by some type of creature or you know something's trashing cars and it's kind of funny because there were two different two different instances one in like 2011 another in 2015. And they were both Dodge vans. So apparently these things don't like Dodge vans. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm a Ford car. No if I there's,
1: see one more Dodge van, I'm going to bite its bumper. This here's a Chevy town. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> Shaking the
1: antenna as it drives away.
2: But 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 a lot of the investigating that um, some of the experts uh, ha- have done, um, there, there's actually a guy who, who wrote a book about this uh guy by the name of Lyle Blackburn. And he's pretty well known in the cryptoid, you know, community. He, I think he was actually a speaker at the first annual Nebraska Bigfoot conference that just took place oh, we uh, missed back it. in uh, February. Next we yeah. we had talked <laughs> about going to that. We there. were going to go. We just couldn't make the yeah, schedule. Yeah, just it. all Can't three of us time. had stuff going yep. on that weekend. But, we'll be there next year. But he, he was you. like one of the speakers at this thing but but he actually wrote a book about the lizard man that's where i got a lot of my information so if if you want to read up more about the lizard man he he's got all kinds of he he was given full access to all the police reports all the photos the police he worked with the sheriff you know um they were very open to letting him go through their files and write his book and so uh i believe it's lyleblackburn.com is uh um Uh, his website or you could go to amazon he's got it out there but uh check it out i you know it looks like it'd be a pretty interesting book
1: what a crazy that's amazing lizard
0: man yeah and even for people who uh you know are kind of into this kind of thing it's such a lesser known uh you know specialty cryptid that some people probably never even heard of it
1: oh man i you know you know, lizard man, lizard man, doing whatever a lizard can. (laughs) Picture if you tried to grab him, if he had a tail, it it like breaks off and you're like, no. No. Kind of like a newt or something. Exactly. Lizards that do that those yeah. yard lizards I, in just,
0: I just keep thinking of uh like you know the florida gators the the sports you know the the, the team that the, the, the university yeah yeah the, the their mascot is just a big out you know gator that walks around that's kind of what i'm picturing it's and wearing a sweater it's, it's <laughs> yeah it is oh yeah yeah total you know varsity sweater but it's kind of comical until oh. you see one out in the wild that's not fake exactly you know jumping on your hood that's right
2: but i, I guess well, the point i was making was was. making these later sightings, they believe it was more like a Bigfoot sighting than, you know what, an alien or reptile yeah. type person walking around the swamps of South Carolina. But, uh, I don't know. Could Very
1: interesting. I, mean,
0: I just picture this alternate dimension or this alternate reality where there's like a waiting room yeah. And you got Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Lizard Man, Chupacabras, you know, all these cryptids. And right. they're just kind of hanging out and they, you know, taking turns rotate, rotating through the door and entering our dimension. And Bigfoot looks at the clock and he's like, well, gents, my turn. I got to make an appearance in Oregon and then one <laughs> down in Texas. And then... Uh, and then you're on the clock, Loch Ness. You know, they, they just take turns popping in. It's Monsters, Inc. Yeah, it. basically. It's exactly through Monsters, Through that magical Inc. door. <laughs> They're like, yeah. time to go. Yeah, Try I tell get. you what, man. A bunch, bunch of clock. A bunch that. of clock. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's an the HR department Working and Working stiffs. Yeah. yeah. Well, as, as dads, I mean, we all... Uh, well, we, we we collectively have, what, three, four, five, six kids all together. Uh, not not the three of us. That'd be a different type of podcast.
1: But <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah,
0: all together we have six kids, and uh, my daughter, she's just now three. And, man, she bit me last week. She probably could have done some damage on a Dodge van. i <laughs> still see the remnants right there. Oh, she bit me hard. Wow. Not on purpose. She was just goofing around, getting excited. She bit me, chomped yeah. me right on the shoulder, and I squealed like a pig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But man, yeah, when when she was a little little one, she had those little sharp little teeth, almost like puppy teeth, those you know, how they're teeth, extra yeah. sharp.
2: Well, those puppy teeth, are, don't take your finger out. Oh,
1: they will, they will. <laughs> Where you know? my kids are past the biting stage, thank goodness. <laughs> You, and you relate it to kids, and like one of my kids is driving now. And if I had, you know, she comes back home with a story like that, I'm going to be like, first of all, like your car, we just bought it. <laughs> but still, it's just, oh, it's terrifying, you know. Especially as if you're not worried enough with your kid driving, you're like, I got to worry about Lizard Man too on top of that. I just picture it. You
0: walk up and she's taking out a mailbox. What happened? Oh, Lizard Man! Yeah, totally <laughs> distracted I, me and I
1: hit the mailbox. That's what I'd be really scared, really yeah. afraid of. <laughs> passes around the corner he'll have a driver pretty soon yikes i know
2: i already do she's she's passed the test and everything she oh, just yeah. has to wait till she's 16 oh boy which is crazy but uh
0: kids driving that is the scariest that would, uh part that's
1: that's truly the monster to scarier <laughs> than lizard man
0: <laughs> yeah. we hope we eased you into it gently yes like slinking into a hot tub you know <laughs> so now you know what to expect next time
2: and we'll try to uh come up with some uh more ideas of uh maybe some fun stuff we can do um uh, uh, with the podcast and uh, also our social media uh, sites, which I may or may not have been established quite yet. We
1: have one we so have far. A-
2: so,
0: and if people have suggestions of uh, topics for future shows, you can always shoot those our way. You know, yes. if you if you know of a lesser known cryptid or a story or recent sightings that uh, you want to suggest
1: we talk about, just send those to us at any time. Please do. We're uh, on Gmail at paranormaldads at gmail and we also have our Facebook page. You can find us by looking for Paranormal Dads. We're right there. We're the only ones. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Well, thanks for joining us, everybody.